What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, in partnership with Blue Wire Network. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I am Giandra LeBeau. Today was such an exciting day. Um, it was very exhausting, I have to say. And um, it's kind of weird doing a fight week on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and a fight day on Thursday, which will be in two days, because Shakur Stevenson is fighting Edwin De Los Santos for the vacant WBC um, uh, uh, strap. He's trying to be third, three division. We had Michaela Mayer, who just got announced fighting uh, Natasha Jonas for her IBF strap. She's moving up. She, Michaela has moved up three weight classes. She's now fighting at 147. Uh, earlier, I got to uh, in interview her. She's so lovely. She's so funny. And man, she just loves to talk her shit. So I I, um, I love this fight. I, I love the fact that she's going back to the UK because the Brits love women's boxing. Giandra, what are your thoughts about Natasha Jonas versus Mikhail Mayer? This is a, a great fight, a great opportunity. I remember when Natasha Jonas won the strap, you know, she was an underdog in that fight and she eked out the victory. Very exciting for her. She too is beloved over there, super fan base. I think it's going to be a terrific atmosphere. Michaela jumping up, but you know, something that's not talked about enough is how often the women have to jump weight class just for the opportunity, not because something looks like an easier mark that it they just have to it just is the landscape of the division so this is a great opportunity it's going to be a great fight and ooh, early early predictions i don't know I, i'm leaning one way decisively right now but we'll just have to see I know. We'll see. It's uh, it's interesting because a lot of these women have to move up in weight. Natasha Jonas was one of the very first ones to do it, uh, and she was able to become a two-division world champion. And so these girls have to move up in weight because they all they don't have enough opponents in every division. But when guys do it, forget it. Why are you jumping weight? Why don't you fight the guys in your division? I get it. I, I understand because yeah. people get people get stripped somehow because they're not fighting a mandatory. But you know, that's a <laughs> the, I, 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 ironically, this is the IBF, you know. I know. So, Natasha Joan is defending against uh, Michaela. I'm happy that Michaela is getting the opportunity. I'm mm -hmm. happy that they're not going to strip Natasha for not, you know, how does that even work? You know, let's, let's, let maybe we should talk about that a little deeper when we have yeah. another show. Yeah. But it's the idea that Michaela is not her mandatory. And this is no, shade on Michaela. I'm happy. I'm truly happy for her that she's getting this opportunity. So how can we compare and contrast this situation to what Crawford's going through with Spence right now for not fighting his mandatory, but he and Spence have an agreement in place to rematch their fight. Yeah. IBF doesn't, IBF does not recognize any rematch clauses. So mm. I think in the sense of the, I think the chairman or the president, yeah, the president of IBF these are it's it's this is not quoted, but this is essentially what he said. We miss the timing for Errol Spence when he was in his accidents. We didn't realize it was going to be going to be that long. That's why mm. he didn't have a defense for I don't know like three years or some crazy thing, and that's why they never stripped him. Uh, but with Crawford, it's it was an automatic rematch clause, and I think that you know when. When it's undisputed, like being undisputed is a blessing and a curse because for this very reason, uh, mm -hmm. because when you're trying to vie for all the belts, you have to fight those mandatories. If not, you have 30 days or 60 days to sign those contracts. And if not, you're going to be you get you the next person in line, which is Boots Ennis, Jerron Ennis mm -hmm. um, gets the belt. I love Jerron. I've always said he, he I, like I said, I'm the president of his fan club. But yes. Credit to him, he got the belt, but he didn't win it up. And he mentioned it in a tweet. He's like, I don't want to win the belt like this. It just happened to be, but I want to beat the man to who I, I want to beat that man. So um, if Crawford will ever fight Boost, we never know. You never know what's going to happen with Spence. We don't know if that fight will truly, truly happen at 154. Mm -hmm. And much respect to Boots for wanting to be the man to beat the man. We need all of that in boxing, but this is going to uh, set a great precedent now for, or maybe it has been before and I just didn't notice. I was asleep on the watch. When negotiating a fight and the IBF belt is part of the equation of making your fight, uh, please keep in mind for a point of negotiation, no immediate rematch clause, because by the time you get to the rematch, you might not even have the belt anymore. That so, is very true. You know, 
<laughs> shout out to the IBF, I guess. Yeah. I did ask Bob Aram earlier today about that. I asked him about uh, various topics. And of course, since Terrence Crawford used to be with Top Ring, I go, your thoughts of him being stripped. You know, first Michaela said that's bull honky. And she's like, come on. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like, this is so ridiculous. And then Bob Aram, of course, being Bob Aram, he said, well, we don't know the whole story. I don't know if we'll ever know the whole story. We don't know the details of the contract. Um, we we don't know everything. So Bob is just Bob, but he he really, he he would like to see, I don't think he cares to see the rematch from the way I interpreted it, but guys, don't put words in my mouth. That's how I interpreted Bob. Uh, but uh let us know in the comments. We yeah. know when you get to the end of this episode, uh, the lovely Miss Conti here had a great sit down interview with Bob Aram. And you let us know, you give us his energy. Let us know if you think he was, you know, what energy did you get from Bob's interview with Cynthia? They talked about a lot of great topics as you'll see later in the show. And, you know, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Theofimo and versus Ryan, because that's like the mega fight. Theofimo mm -hmm. did not take the, 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 the December 9th fight that usually happens during Heisman weekend because mm -hmm. he's always holding out for bigger and better fights. We've seen him say, you know, he's talked a lot of shit online about DAZN and Eddie Hearn, but he said that he's worth X amount of money and he and Ryan will be the ones to headline. They're trying at the Spear at MSG in Las Ooh. Vegas. So that is, that's been the topic. And Bob Aram said Bradley Jacobs is looking in financials to see how much that's going to cost. Girl, those tickets are off the chain. They just lost. They just reported that they lost $100 million in revenue. They just opened the damn thing. So these, girl, imagine the boxing tickets. Oh, the tickets I looked for just like to watch the world, like the beautiful scenery of the world is like $400. Wow. I was like, wow, I've been, wow, wow. I've been to the IMAX theater. <laughs> They're trying to build one here. I thought like a miniature version of the Vegas spirit. They want to build one in West Hollywood. I was saw something on the news Ooh. about that recently. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. All we need now is the Elon train from LA to Vegas girl. I'll come out to Vegas like every week. We could, well, put, you, we could really set it off. They, you know, that bullet train, hopefully that's been planning since, I don't know, ten, I was 10 years old. <laughs> so we will see if we eventually get it. All right. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because, you know, Ryan's going to be fighting and Theo, they all, and they're all in the same weight division with, uh, they're all conscious Devin, which is, you know, we'll talk about that after, but the, the next topic it was announced today was the, um, I don't know if they're calling it the battle of the baddest cause it's in, uh, Riyadh, uh, it's Riyadh season in Saudi Arabia, but it was event. It was supposed to be, uh, Fury versus Usyk for the undisputed, but obviously we know Fury got injured and he's fighting February 17th from what the reports have said. Now they have announced a heavyweight lineup, like kind of upset because yeah. there's names on there that should be fighting each other, but they're not. But like, who is it? Uh, Anthony Joshua versus Otto Valin, mm -hmm. Deontay Wilder versus Joshua Parker. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember the other two, but those are the two names that stand out. And of course, Bevel, who's fighting... I'm not sure, but Bebo's finally fighting after being off for, I don't know, since he won against Canelo. Um, <clears throat> it should be Joshua versus Wilder. This, okay, let's just start. There's so much to unpack with this card. Number one, what is the purses, the total purses, just for those fights, just for, the, just for those three? 
that's not even the whole card. There's like a whole lot of names that we know. Joshua, Otto Walleen, Wilder, Parker, Dimitri Bivol, his opponent. What the hell? We just so printing let, money over there? Let, we just, no, can we get it? No, they don't print money. There? They got gold and oil. So can we get some? I know. We can like I just have oil? one oil barrel? One gold, half a gold. Jandra and I can totally split. Yeah, uh, and one but, brick. No, think about this. Francis Ngannou got paid, I, was it $10 million? So anything over a million dollars is already winning. Any And, and you're going to get stellar, stellar uh, content. Uh, just even their fight promos are amazing. So I, I just, you know who's missing on this? Who? Andy Ruiz. He messed it up. He messed it up. You know, he could have been right here in the mix of things, but I don't know. It it it, it begs to great. That's a great point about him because so much of uh, early 2023 was talking about potentially him and Wilder having a fight and never came to be. Andy had his issues going on outside the ring. So how could he fumble this so badly? I mean, it the was only, the only thing I can think of is in negotiations. Well, I beat Joshua. I had mm -hmm. all the belts. I had all of his belts in one of the best upsets in the world, which I can totally understand. And I fought here in Saudi before and I lost to Joshua. This is the only thing I can think of. So he probably thought I deserve the most money. I don't know though, but remember when you interviewed him, I don't, I, and I even saw him interviews. He's like, I didn't, whatever you guys hear, I didn't outprice myself. There's a lot of factors there, but I know he is somewhere fighting the air. Like, how did I not get on this card? How like, did he not? I don't know. But I but when I did see this card with the fights that are actually planned, Joshua versus Otto Valin is probably the toughest fight. Otto Valin, mm -hmm. in my opinion, with many people's opinions, and I've said this before, when Otto came to fight Tyson Fury for the very first time, when Fury made his Vegas debut, when he had that ginormous cut and Ben Davison was his trainer at the time, Fury should have lost that fight. He lost that fight, but... The Las Vegas uh, uh, Commission was like, no, or the not not the Las Vegas, Nevada Commission was like, no, he could fight. I'm like, crazy. So, uh, yeah, Capatillo, his cut man at the time was like throwing gunks of Vaseline. That's all he knew. <laughs> and and he saved him from that fight. But uh, I think, you know, Adewale is very, very crafty. And uh, Joshua, I don't know how he's going to perform because he's a much trickier fighter than his past opponent, especially now he's under the tutelage of uh, Derek James. So that will be very interesting. It's disappointing though. And at the same time, you know, shout out to Riyadh, you know, putting money in people's pockets, but as a boxing fan, it's this it's disappointing. It's a money grab, which we all know that's, and that's cool and all, but why are Joshua and Wilder, they could have just fought each other make a two-fight deal and well, made all the money. Wasn't that, I mean, I would love to be a little fly in that wall. Like, was that ever mentioned? <laughs> like, oh, we have them on the card. So why not just swap them? They could have fought each other and made twice what they're probably making. And then they could have put all their, you know, it's Riyadh season. You know, they do the same thing like they did with the Joshua. I mean, with the uh, Fury, Fury and Ganu fight you know, bring all the celebs, the soccer player, the footballers, excuse me, the footballers yeah. and bring all the people, the influencers, all the beautiful people and make it kind of like a rumble in the desert and it just be them and maybe some up and coming guys. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, B-Ball could stay on the card. That's dope. That's great. People needs him. to fight. He just needs yeah. to fight. Um, He's well, fighting think... Lyndon Arthur. Oh, Lyndon Arthur. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh you know back to joshua wilder i think because wilder hasn't fought so he needed a tune-up fight mm -hmm. he may see me he may have said he doesn't need a tune-up fight i think a lot of people always say they don't need tune-up fights but if you've been inactive inactivity hurts you and we've yes. seen it time and time again so maybe that this is their quote-unquote tune-up fight but you never know it's heavyweight boxing any anything can happen someone can get knocked out Yep. You saw it with Fury. He got knocked down by Fury a non-boxer. You know, every time that's happened to him, he's coming off of something. When he got knocked out, it was the Wally fight. Mm -hmm. And then the first Wilder fight. And then now the Nganu fight. So, hmm. you know, if I'm trying to make a fight with Fury, if I was a, 
um, betting man, Usyk. Oh, Usyk. a betting man. If I was Usyk, I'd push that fight out a little more and take a bit, stay busy fight. I know he wants to fight. He wants his belts, and I know he's a, like a true champion in the sense that he wants that last piece of the puzzle. But if I was him, I'd be like, let's fight next Christmas. I'm gonna <sighs> take a couple. I'm gonna do a couple stay busy fights until then. I know because uh, watching no, how Fury goes. You just, I mean, it's not in him. He is a person who wants to fight and fight at peak. I get yeah. that. Me, on the other hand, am not him. I'd be like, mm, let's wait. Nah, let's wait till, let's fight for Thanksgiving. How about that? Well, but to the fight that's actually happening here in Las Vegas that uh, I will be going, I will be. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Attending the rest of fight week during the busiest freaking week ever in the gosh darn world. Thank you, ESPN, wow. for putting Formula One and Shakur fight the same week. Uh, but Shakur Stevenson earlier, I don't know if you got, you caught some of the press conferences and the clips that I was sending you. Ooh. First of all, Spicy. Edwin De Los Santos does understand Spanish, English. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we even get to that, what were we watching the other day where they asked him a question he didn't understand and then his translator literally repeated it back to him? Oh, it was, um, it was, uh, what's that was face? so funny. Uh, that was uh, so funny. F.A. F.A. Mm, Jabba. And Mark Kriegel. <laughs> what do you think about such and such and thing, huh? Who, what do who you, do you want to find next? Such such? <laughs> it was in English. I'm like, oh, okay. That was so funny, but I'm sorry. I don't know. That was funny. But no, it's it's a good test. And what I like about Shakur, I mean, he went off. Like he's been saying things in the media, just uh, media sucks. Because not we, but in general, media just twists people's words, which I do see a lot. And it's of not- course. And, and that's what gives media and it's already hard enough in boxing media because we're very, very small. It's, mm -hmm. it's already tough because people start twisting people's words, the editing it, it's bad. So, um, you know, he doesn't want to give too much away and all he wants to talk about is Edwin De Los Santos. He doesn't, all he's been talking about is who he wants to fight next. And it what he's hoping and he's praying it's going to be Lomachenko. If he's victorious, mm -hmm. if it's not Lomachenko, Sean O'Malley. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Shakur is gonna get laid out. I mean, no, Shakur is gonna lay him out. He's gonna box mm -hmm. his. He's gonna box his rainbow color hair off. Like, <laughs> yep. A, it's gonna look like sweet tarts all over the ring. Something, <laughs> there's something. It's the rainbow. Yeah, and then eventually he knows. He knows damn well. And this is what. That's how I know Shakur is such a good businessman. Aside from the fact he has Terrence Crawford in his camp or his corner, and Jay Prince as his manager, he knows Devin or Tank and him are the big money-making fights. The, the crowd that they will bring, the, the amount mm. of ticket sales. And he is, um, I, I really do believe people duck Shakur because he's that good. He is that skilled. I, I feel like the same, he's going down the same road Crawford did where it took just so yeah. much of going around to, to get to the fight and all due respect to all of the young, the young men around in, in that weight division. But yeah, Shakur, I feel like Shakur's road is harder. He has been talking a lot about being a free agent or his free agency or not. Is it this fight? Is it the next fight? But he has been talking about it. Who's getting in Shakur's ear? 
If you've been getting in Shakur's ear about signing him to your promotional platform, come holler at us. Send us a kite, send us a secret message because I'm very curious to what they are proposing for him and what they envision for the future because now there's no more showtime. So you can't kind of bargain with that chip. So is it in his best interest to go somewhere else? And things to think about, but back to the fight itself, I'm just very excited to see what the chess match is going to look like. Yeah. Uh, Tank's done his little bid in the in the vacation home. So he's back from the vacation home. Yeah. And so he needs a fight. He fought this last year in April because he was going to on vacation. So he couldn't fight in May. So since it's been now and he couldn't have another fight, will that move up his timeline to the first quarter of the year? And where does it land? Well, it's pay-per-view. So, I mean... They could do Fox pay-per-view. They could find Tank. Tank's going to sell some tickets. Tank, Tank, yeah. Tank can do pay-per-views and people will, that that he's one star um, that will do pay-per-views. And I read, and I know that Ryan has said that not all fights should be pay-per-view. That's why his fight mm-hmm. is not pay-per-view, which I I, I agree I with. It. Like I Because people can't be affording $85, $90 every mm-hmm. fight and if, you know, it, even if like say Tank and then he has a, a shitty undercard, people are still going to buy it because it's Tank because they want to mm-hmm. see some. he want they want to see his knockout. But if it's going to be a decent headliner with a decent card. They're all going to be participating in this chess match, but one of them's going to punch the ticket and the other one's going to be pissed off. Who oh, is it yeah. going to be? And it's going to be some drama. And I'm here for it. We are here for eating popcorn just you guys tune in uh we have the weigh-in still and then fight day on thursday it's going down t-mobile arena here in las vegas it is an early fight night i mean well it's on espn espn plus but uh yeah let's see if uh, shakur is able to get become a three division world champion edwin de los santos says he's the boogeyman in the division and do not take him lightly shakur is not taking him lightly but not at all their face off and their their shit talking was very funny uh Mm -hmm. so i cannot wait um make sure you guys tune in and also i was able to get some of the undercard interviews with abdullah mason very top special young prospect who is also signed under jay prince and uh, he sparred Shakur and he talked about it. And then I also got Bruce Carrington, who's going to be fighting in December. So those are the interviews that will be coming shoo, out. Shoo. I know she, she was so, so, so sweet. So they gave me their uh, David Benavides and um, uh, Boo Boo in, uh, uh, predictions. Those are interesting. And the mm. thoughts of Abdullah Mason, um, how when he fought Shakur or not fought, but sparred him and what he thought of him in the ring. I was like, oh, lastly, before we wrap this up, I know you have thoughts. The WBC ranked Francis Ngannou in his first ever boxing debut against Tyson Fury. And they're having their their, um, convention in Uzbekistan as we speak. And they ranked Ngannou at number 10. You have got to be kidding me. I've got nothing but love for Mauricio. Number 10 after one fight and a fight he lost. I could even give you a little bit more leash if you ranked him in the top 20 in and he won the fight the man lost and he gets a ranking come on tell me you tell me you let me not say that on the record i'm not into it i think it's ridiculous it is ridiculous insane to me so you mean to tell me that any mma fighter now can come up like sean o'malley who we've been talking to so let's just say for some kind of way, something he hits Shakur with if they fight, knock Shakur down. So then he gets to jump into the top 10 of uh, whatever weight they decide to fight at. Give me a break. Give me I a mean, break. You see these sanctioning bodies, they have their rules and their bylines. And from what I heard or saw, I mean, obviously it was those interviews immediately after the Fury and Ganu fight. It was you know, yes, Mauricio is wants to rank him in the top 10. I guess maybe based on performance, I I, I really don't understand. I don't know. I kind of like it. You know why? It's because it's going to piss people off just like you. Because boxing is so completely off Ridiculous. its rocker. It's, and, <laughs> and especially with the heavyweight division, because all these motherfuckers don't want to fight each other. They're fighting other people. So you know what? I th- I like I like the fact, yes, maybe, maybe top 15. 
top 10 of the, but I, I think he was, I saw the rankings. He's ranked, I think, Hergovich right above Hergovich. It's egregious. I'm sorry. It's egregious. So to bring it home, Chris Cyborg and Clarissa have been beefing back and forth on Twitter recently, which is amazing to me because I thought they were like real tight at one yeah. time. Like they did camp together or something like that. But I say all that to say, Chris, if Clarissa beats your ass, it's okay. You can get ranked in the top 10. You just have to also fight her. I mean, I did talk to Mikhail about that because uh, it, it was so weird. And I think even Clarissa was thrown up, but you know, their, their shit talking was hilarious. It really was. I had to save that thread. I had to bookmark. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? That's how a fight gets made. But mm -hmm. Clarissa is not going to go down to 147. Absolutely no. She can't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. The smallest she's gone down now is what, 154? She's yeah. not going below that. And uh, Chris Cyborg, well, she doesn't have to go down. She has to go up. She could be eating good, but leaning close. I have a theory. Leaning close, kids. What? Tell me. I think they're playing with us so that they can start a fight and have an MMA boxing fight like the men. At like, oh, like, uh, but would it be a boxing fight or would it be a yeah. boxing? Yeah, would I, like a cyborg fight? She, you know, she's fighting somebody. I don't know who. The, it just got announced, but. I think they're doing the woman version of uh, Fury and Ganu or. I don't, I, I don't mind. It whether, it I don't mind it either. I think it's it brilliant. It was supposed to be Cecilia versus Cyborg back in the day when HBO shut its doors. Like, um, but then, you know, it's, oh, COVID happened and all that crap. But I think it would be a fun fight. I, I I'm don't. I'm into it. I wouldn't want to see, and no shade on Clarissa because she just started her PFL journey. I wouldn't want to see her in the octagon against uh, Cyborg. Absolutely no. no. God, no. Me neither. Until like she's season season, but I would love, I don't mind seeing Cyborg and Clarissa Shields in the ring. Fuck I yeah. love it. I, I'm totally for it. We just don't need all the drama. Just make it, <laughs> just make it. Cause y'all are homegirls. I like, know, but I think it's the buildup, the money, yeah, you know how it goes. It. Who's going to, who's going to put it on. Uh, it's not going to be showtime, but we're going to have to find, you know, who's going to put that, uh, the, the, um, the, who's going to distribute it. Like who knows, you know, right now it's, it's a mess. Um, but yeah, if I'm wrong on. and I'm wrong and it's really on site between the two of you, my bad, my bad. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to buy the fight. So I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure. Would be a fun fight. It would just be a good fight all around women. We like to see the women fight. We like to see the women busy. We love to see the women talk shit. Twitter. And we love to see the women make money, make money, make money, make money, 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 money. Yeah. Make it rain, babe. All right, guys. So that was the end of our run it back and um, make sure you guys don't leave because right now or right after this is going to be my Bob Aram interview and Michaela Mayer from Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin De Los Santos fight week, which was a fire press conference. So stay tuned. What's up everyone. I'm Cynthia Cote for the best women's boxing show period. And I've got the legend, Mr. Bob Aram. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. I'm looking forward to Thursday night. You know, it's a little unusual for us to do a fight during the week. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's big week in Las Vegas with Formula One. So hopefully we're going to kick off the Formula One festivities uh, with this doubleheader on Thursday night. All right, uh, be honest with me, Bob. Whose bright idea was to do it the week of Formula One? Because it's, it, you saw, it's a clusterfuck out in this traffic that's going to be happening all week. It was ESPN <laughs> that is doing Formula One. Yeah, that's and, true. And they asked us to do a fight on the Thursday night before. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's always the case who's, whoever is paying the bills yeah. gets the dictate when an event takes place and we'll be doing a thursday night show next year uh before the super bowl which is on sunday we'll be going thursday night i mean you know as far as espn is concerned they'll get a good audience on thursday night and they'll be able to plug the telecast of formula one yeah uh, on that program are you going to formula one no. Do you can can you give me tickets? I'm these tickets are outrageous. They're three thousand dollars. They're going up. They're not even going down. Well, I don't know about for, for I <laughs> I have no 
Your body. I, I'm not, I, but I'm not a fan. I'm ah. not, remember, I saw Formula One back in 1970s when I did fights in Monte Carlo on Memorial Day weekend uh, with Manzone uh -huh. and Valdez. And all that, I mean, I have a bad taste in my mouth because it, they used to practice early hours of the morning <laughs> and they'd wake me up, yeah. Uh, well, Bob, is, this is going to be a fun fight. You have Shakur Stevenson. Um, I did overhear you, and I'm going to have to talk about this, uh, this whole Devin Haney. We, I personally thought when the, the it was an alleged de uh, offer, I'm like, why doesn't Shakur just take this 25, 20, 25%? He possibly win all the belts. Was this a legit offer from Devin Haney? It was no offer. It's nonsense. This guy's just talking and shooting the crap. We talked to Bill, and Bill told us from the get-go that Devin was having trouble at 135 making that weight and that he would test the waters at 140 against Prograce. Mm -hmm. So that it was never an offer yeah. for Shakur any percentage to fight Haney. Okay. Uh, next, Michaela Mayer just got announced earlier today against Tasha Jonas. I love this fight. She's making moves. She's she's looking good. She's gaining some weight. I see her in the gym all the time. Hasim Rahman has been training her here in Vegas. Uh, how easy was this fight to get made? Because, you know, women's boxing, it's a little hard, but women, they're game to fight each other. Yeah, particularly it's, it's being really supported uh, by Sky. Uh, in the UK. It's much more popular in the UK than it is here. Uh, and they uh, put up the most of the money uh, to enable that fight to take place. Michaela is huge uh, in the UK both as a fighter and as a commentator. Yeah, I love Michaela. This is going to be a good fight. Tasha Jonas is a really good uh, opponent. It's that, that will be a good dance partner for her. Another fight, that Nganu fight, the Fury fight, this uh, rematch is going to be happening, no, not rematch, excuse me, against Usyk February 17th, I believe. And uh, it, you haven't announced it, but other people have announced it. Is it solidified in Riyadh? Well, there's going to be a press conference in London tomorrow with both fighters present and at that point they will ratify they have signed the contract they will ratify the date and the place I don't want to jump on uh, before the press conference that would be yeah. not wise of me uh, but on Thursday it'll all become clear did you get a little worried I mean everyone was a little shocked that the, he could easily lose this fight with Nganu. I mean, we Nganu, like you said, he has a puncher's chance, but he really looked good against Fury. Yes, he did, and you know, but you got to understand, Nganu hadn't been seen in the boxing ring, and therefore the uh, Fury didn't know how to approach him. <laughs> and uh, uh, now uh, we have uh, at least. Uh, a roadmap on Nagano. He did very well in the Fury fight. And I think that uh, heavyweights that go against Nagano will have ideas of how to beat him. Okay. Um, a couple more. IBF strip Terrence Crawford. We've seen other fighters get sweet deals because of certain things that they don't have to do their mandatories. And he got stripped seriously so quickly and was awarded to Jerron Ennis. I know, you know, sanctioning bodies suck donkey balls, but, you know, what do you think of this? Again, I don't know the facts. Uh, I was stunned when it happened. Uh, but And you don't know the facts. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what went on behind the scenes. Uh, maybe uh, they approached Crawford and gave him time to fight Ennis, the number one contender. And he said, I'm not interested under any circumstances. Maybe that's what happened. Mm -hmm. and, and so they stripped him. And then the stripping would be understandable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. Um, so it would be unfair for me to comment on okay. it. And then lastly, uh, Teofimo Lopez and uh, Ryan Garcia. I know Teofimo didn't want to fight during the Heisman in New York City uh, during that week. And they're holding out for a fight at possibly the Sphere at MSG here in Las Vegas. 
now we see they've lost over 100 million in profits or in revenue. Uh, the tickets are ex there. Do you think Formula One tickets are high? These are high. Is that is that a possible fight that can actually land at the Sphere? Well, yeah, it's, it's really possible. The Sphere is just an amazing location. It will be the it would be the greatest boxing telecast of all time. You know, have you been there? I have not. I I but I'm I'm waiting to go. But the tickets to go watch the Earth one are like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I I was there for the opener, and and they didn't charge anybody. So <laughs> can you? Can I be your plus one? Yeah, right. yeah. So I mean, it, it it's breathtaking. It really is, and I can envisage a boxing match there. Uh, but uh, Brad. Uh, uh, Jacobs is now analyzing the cause, but whether it's at uh, the Sphere or a big location in Las Vegas, that fight we hope to put on uh, with Golden Boy uh, by the end of February. And thoughts about Showtime going out. It's, it's sad. HBO closed their doors. Showtime is closing their doors. It's like in the wild, wild west. All the promoters need to work together. You have been, you and Golden Boy have been crossing the street. Um, what does this say about this, uh, the, literally, the state of boxing now? Well, you know, HBO and now Showtime have discontinued boxing for uh, nothing to do with boxing. Let me explain to you. Both of them have robust programming needs, uh, series, uh, documentaries, and if they invest money in a boxing match, it opens and closes the same night. Mm -hmm. If they put that money into a series or into a movie, uh, then it has a life a lot longer than one night. And so they then can capitalize on that and maybe ultimately, if it's a hit, uh, sell the rights to other people. Right. So, again, in this environment where the uh, a company like HBO and Showtime are losing... Uh, subscribers who are cutting cords and really uh, people uh, who watch HBO buy the streaming service Max or uh, uh, Showtime Paramount, uh, the, the need uh, for boxing or any live sports is non-existent. Mm -hmm. So it is not a reflection at all about in boxing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, take Showtime, which has now discontinued uh, live sports. Uh, I thought Espinosa, with what he had, did a very, very good job. But again, uh, uh, he was operating in an environment for a company that was destined. Uh, to eliminate live sports. That sucks. You know, it doesn't, it hurts the fans, it hurts the fighters, it just hurts, it hurts the fans overall. But you don't run these networks that have a different agenda, mm -hmm. and that agenda is to make them more stable and more profitable. Yeah. See, so we in boxing can't believe that the universe centers on us because it surely doesn't. ESPN is a different uh, uh, situation because ESPN whole uh, rationale is live sports. Yeah. So boxing is just one of the many great sports that they televise. But again, uh, I don't fault anybody uh, for Showtime discontinuing boxing. I just felt, and I have for a couple of years, that live sports don't doesn't belong on either an HBO 
or showtime. Wow, Bob, those are some big words to say, but I know there's people waiting behind me. Um, I can't wait to see how Shakur fights against De Los Santos, and he said it. If he wins, if Shakur wins, he wants Lomachenko next. I think that is fair, or even Sean O'Malley. That's what he's been saying. He's been saying that, and, and Tank Davis is a big fight. But that, we have to get through this one. Got to get through this one, and don't uh, overlook the uh, the uh, the uh, Navarrete oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kansakau fight. Yeah. Kansakau, it seems to me, has the tools to give this hellacious puncher uh -huh. Navarrete a real hard time. Oh, that's gonna, someone's going to be knocked out. I hate to see it, but oh, no, I, I love knockouts. But you know, it's going to be a good fight. It, it's going to be tough for Navarrete to knock out uh, Kansakau because Kansakau is a tremendously astute boxer. So I'm interested in both of these fights. All right, um, closing out, uh, Giandra, my co-host, she's not here, you know her. We officially invite you to be one of our first guests in our new partnership with Blue Wire at the Wynn Hotel on the Blue Wire Network. So we invite you, let's do an edible. I do not smoke and I do not do it, but we will totally do it. Who is totally to do what? Have an edible with you. Yeah, you will? I promise? totally will. Oh. Remember, you told me how you smoke or how you eat an edible when you travel? Yeah. I, remember I said, Bob, we have to do a Sin and Bob eat edible travel day or some, something like that. It was you have a date. I, okay. You have a double date. Giandra and I will do it. We're at the Wynn Hotel. I'm going to put this out. Everyone behind me heard this. Are you guys witnesses? Uh, a boxing threesome. Uh, oh, my God. Oh my Jay, did you hear that? We're having a boxing threesome. Bob the Blazing Bob. Bob the Blazing Bob. All right, guys. You guys tune in this uh, this Thursday. Wow, I'm so used to saying Saturday, but this Thursday, ESPN. Live on ESPN. This is going to be one banger. Uh, it's for the vacant WBC lightweight strap. Tune in, guys. Uh, I can't wait. Thank you, Bob, for for all your time. And you're looking skinny. Last time I gave you a, I gave him a baggie of goodies for his edibles, and he said, "I'm on a diet." Yeah. You're still on your diet? A little bit, sort of. So, okay, well, good. All right, thank you, Bob. I appreciate your time. We're going to get a quick interview with Thickalicious Michaela Mayer. Welcome to Las Vegas. You are now a new resident here. I am. I live here now. Uh, made the move quickly after the last fight. I've been sort of planning it. I knew I had a big year coming. Everyone thinks this is like spur of the moment uh, matchup, me and Jonas, but this has been in my plans to go to 147. Um, I knew I was going to have a busy year. You know, hungry to get back on top. So I made the move out here to be with Coach K more and just zoned in. I could tell the last time I saw you at UFC um, at the gym when uh, you were gaining some weight and you're, you know, obviously you were moving up in weight. And then when I saw you training at DLX Boxing with Hasim Rahman doing some crazy things, I'm like, she's not staying at 140. You were moving up. Even when I went to 135, I letting my body just fill out a little bit was like. <laughs> It just wouldn't let me stop. Like, it was still a huge cut for me. Then I fought 42. Still a huge cut for me. I knew I had to keep going. And my body was just screaming at me to fill out. And I'm at the stage in my career where I have the experience. I have the skill. Like, why am I going to hold myself back? The biggest fights for me at this point are at 147 anyway. I mean, yeah. look where we're at now. And look where all the girls are moving there. So, um, I think it's all just perfect timing. Yeah, your uh, congratulations. Your fight was just announced against Tasha Jonas. That was, you know, that was one of the fights. I'm like, I hope it happens. And then I heard maybe it was going to, they were trying to get in maybe Saudi, but then I'm like, that's gonna happen in UK somewhere. But yeah. it, it's a, this is a good fight. UK loves you. I heard you with your Brit accent. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you, you just do a really good Spice Girls accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing any more accents, okay? Um, but yeah, I, I really wanted this fight with Tasha Jonas, and she wanted it too. And this is what happens when you get two fighters that are on the same page. They want to make a fight happen, and they do. You know, and this is the type of fight that not just women's boxing needs, but uh, boxing as a whole. Yeah. This is what everyone wants to see. So starting 2024 off of the bang. Big fight. Uh, this is going to be a good fight. So there's no talks of maybe a bomb gardener. I mean, her thing is still up in the air of what's happened, but no. Listen, I moved up three weight classes, and now yeah. she's... She, yeah, now she's got herself in some problems. So she needs to go deal with that. She's not on my radar at all. Like I said, I've, I've lost a lot of respect for her. I don't, I, I'm not even looking in her direction. If you notice, I don't even respond to her, her tweets anymore. So um, she's got to 
worry about her own path right now and I'm focused on mine. I, I do respect you that you didn't go down that hole because everyone's like, ooh, what's Michaela going to respond to what happened with Alicia? But you took the high road. She needs to deal with her shit and, you know, take care of business. Yeah, I mean, there's no potential fight with us. I moved up and, you know, I don't fight drug cheats. So she needs to clear her name if that's possible and uh, worry about the next fight for her. You know, I moved up three weight classes. I've been working really hard in the gym so that I can be a competitive 147 and start competing at what I think is the next biggest women's weight division. Yeah. Welterweight. Okay. And then uh, Shakur Stevenson, that's why we're here. You're going to be calling the fights during F1, Formula Weekend, Formula One Weekend. This is a good little fight because we all thought maybe it was going to be Lomachenko, hopefully, but obviously it's not. Yeah. De Los Santos is, he's not easy. He's he's rough and tugged, and uh, Shakur said he's more of a boxer, and so is he. Um, you know, let's just say in a happy world, Shakur wins. Does he get Loma next? Because he said maybe he wants Sean O'Malley. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. It's been really hard for Shakur because, you know, I've always known how great of a talent he was, and other people in the boxing world know too and so it's been really difficult for him to really get solid opponents I don't know if someone like Lomachenko who may be at the tail end of his career is going to want to step, step in with someone who's as young and, and smart and skilled as someone like Shakur so I don't really know um, everyone thinks this fight with Dos Santos is going to be tough I hope it's competitive but I just I can never put money against Shakur yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah. I just think he's so great he's one of my favorites um, such a high IQ and such such good timing and spacing that you know I see him coming out on top but I hope he gets a big fight soon there's a lot of top guys that can make really exciting fights with him you know we know the main ones obviously Devin Haney and, and Tank so um, hopefully the men can kick it into gear and start making the big fights happen like us women are you know when they claim that they're the next four kings the four kings fought each other and they demanded to fight each other. I don't see these guys demanding to fight each other. All I hear is demanding I want a big payday. Those guys got the payday eventually when yeah. they fought those fights. It's an interesting time. Um, I don't know but I, I feel like when you have two fighters who really want to make the fight happen you know, it'll get done, and this is exactly what me and Tasha are doing. But uh, you know, we'll see. I think at the, at the end of the day, Shakur will be the last one standing. Okay. And lastly, Terence Crawford got stripped. <sighs> really? What the fudge? <laughs> it's I, so interesting to see how hot, quick they are to do something like that when, like, you have fighters that, like, let's just go back to my weight class. Remember Hayami Choi? Yeah. yeah. She oh. still is technically the champion in recess when she hasn't fought in how many years and it's just they're so quick to do something like that when Terrence Crawford just put his belts in the line against the pound for pound his yeah. best yeah. his best matchup right yeah so I don't know it sucks I mean I I, I and I, I think a lot of people say Crawford is still undisputed he's still the champ you can you can only be the champ when you beat the champ at the end of the day he did it he matched himself against the best he went undisputed in front of the world and yeah the belts matter but the belts matter only to an extent like the world knows you know who's the pound for pound greatest right now yeah. they saw that what happened so um the bel belts are a trinket but that'll go down in history forever it really will uh fury and gano you didn't watch the fight shame on you did you not watch clips because everyone was talking about it. I haven't even seen clips like post up on Instagram or anything. You haven't seen the meme where Fury's on the floor and he's like, uh I haven't seen any like actual clips though. But I really need to sit back and watch it because I need to see if it's really a robbery like some people have said. I've seen a lot of boxing people say, no, you know, it was close. It wasn't Tyson's best performance, but definitely wasn't a robbery. So I want to go make that decision for myself. I think Fury underestimated him because no one had ever seen Nganu in the ring. So when you saw him his little training you know a lot of people don't ever go full out it's hard to train for MMA fighters because their punch selection isn't orthodox right yeah, it's, it's like it's very unconventional you don't they're thrown from different angles different type of footwork so it would naturally throw you off um, going back to Shakur versus O'Malley if that ever happened like I think it would be an embarrassment to O'Malley, but oh my God, yeah. um, you know, heavyweights are different. You know, it's all about punching power. They just want to land that big shot. So um, trying to take those big blows from awkward angles that you're not used to, not used to blocking and protecting. Like I can see how he might have gone in there with someone he didn't think was going to be, you know, that good. <laughs>
Well, I mean, that fight almost, he almost, I mean, God forbid he lost, say goodbye to Usyk, and I think everyone, Bob, everyone was like, oh God, please no. Please even Riyadh, the Turk, the Turkish, I don't even know his name, but he was like, oh damn. Oh well, but okay, well, I know we're going to start the presser, but there's so much more. Uh, you know, Jandra and I, our new, our show is now partnered up, officially partnered up with Blue Wire Network at the Wynn Hotel. Oh. The first female and only boxing podcast on the network. So, okay. yes. There we go, Michaela Mary. You are now officially on the show uh, for one of our new shows for um, our uh, partnership. Right. Is that the little blue room and like the like the media room inside the yeah. win? Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's it's a very it's exciting times yeah. for us, especially for females, especially in our world in boxing, because yeah. there's really no one that does what we do. But uh, thank you, Michaela. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you. And can you tell everyone uh, everyone where they can watch your fight against Natasha Jonas? Yes, it'll be January 20th. Uh, if you're in the UK, it'll be live on Sky Sports. Otherwise, in the US, it'll be here on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, real fast. I saw uh, Clarissa Shields and Cyborg going at it. Man, they were talking shit. If that fight ever went down in boxing, who wins? Because MMA is different, or PFL, boxing alone. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I would have. I would if I'd put money on it. I'd put my money on Clarissa. But I was just a little taken back by their going back and forth because I know they were sparring each other in past fights, they were or they were friends and sparring each other for work, or they posted on social media. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't look like that's going to happen because obviously Clarissa's made it clear she's not going to 147. Like that's not her division. She can't make that way. So, um, if, I guess if Cyborg wants to make it happen, she's gonna have to go up. And I, you know, I know you guys when you saw the Bob Aram, like I just asked him about edibles. I didn't say anything else. Y'all, I just said, people know I don't do edibles. I don't smoke weed. But when it's Bob Arum, and he's very open, you saw his reaction. He's like, who, you, you guys promised you're going to do it. He threw in the boxing threesome. And that's just, you guys get your mind Bob. out of the gutter. Bob is like 95, four, you know. 100. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I you know what I, I I will keep the promise if he can come into the studio or we can just have an edible with him and just talk about life. What does he talk about or what does he think about when he's on an edible? That's a he's probably Cynthia. I should have stopped Muhammad Ali from signing that deal that he did when he did. I he think it reminisces about the past. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember but, going yeah. on trips with a whole bunch of beautiful women. That's probably <laughs> Oh yeah, those are the those are. And then I know you guys caught it. I uh when I interviewed Michaela Mayer, one of the topics, Alicia Baumgartner, that rematch is dead, dead, dead. Unless Alicia decides mm -hmm. to run it up all the way through weight classes, which she totally could. But uh, she said it. I said, you've been very respectful throughout the whole time because we were all waiting. What is Michaela going to talk about? Alicia, she was cool, but she's like, she labeled her. She's like, she's a drug cheat unless she can get her name clear. But she's like, that's done out of my hands. I don't even think about her. So y'all, there you go. That is what there Michaela is. She's on to bigger and better things. Alicia is doing her thing, whatever she needs to do to make the next move. If um, whatever, I, we don't know her status. So that is to be continued. But Again, Giandra, I will be, um, I'm excited. I have more fight week to go attend to. And uh, mm -hmm. that's pretty much it for me. And as always, we thank you for tuning in and all your support, retweets, like shares, all of those things matter and help grow the show and our profile and listen to the audio versions also. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So again, another one in the can, Giandra. Until next time, um, Good to see you. I can't wait to see you for uh, Demetrius Andrade and um, Be uh, Benavides Fight Week, which is next week during Thanksgiving. All right. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, in partnership with Blue Wire Network. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. Bye.